What's up, Anchor, and welcome back to Ask for Awesome, my call-in show. This is Roberto Blake, and uh, right now I'm wandering around a parking lot. And the reason that I'm wandering around a parking lot is because I just finished having um, dinner with a friend and client of mine, Mike. It was a really good and interesting conversation. We talked about a lot of things. We talked about YouTube. We talked about entrepreneurship. Uh, we talked about a lot of tech. We talked about live streaming. And the funny thing is, I cannot remember where I parked. And I'm sure that there is probably a really good way to figure that out using technology. But uh, it's one of those things that I could probably learn to do a little better at. In the meantime, let's go ahead and take a few calls. This is a call-in show. In addition to me just rambling with you guys at the wee hours of the evening, morning, or afternoon. Uh, so let's go ahead and see who is calling into the show today. Hello, Mr. Roberto Blake. My name is Sean Alfonito. I've been a huge fan of yours for a long time, and I feel like you and I have a lot of similar backgrounds in the terms of graphic design roots and uh, just being interested in all things creativity, photography, videography, all of that, and also tech as well. And one of the things I'm struggling with right now is trying to figure out, should I hone in on just one specific demographic or category of things that I'm passionate about and create content around that subject and be sort of a master of one? Or should I, or is it okay to be, instead of a master of one, be really, really good at a lot of different things and talk about a lot of different types of things in the content that I create? That's my question. Thanks. And I hope to hear back from you. This is probably one of my favorite questions of all time, so thank you for that. Um, ultimately, I don't as much believe in the Jack of Jill of all trades narrative, um, but I could just be biased based on my own ability to be good at a lot of things. Um, that being said, from a content standpoint, niching down has its benefits, but it also can paint you into a corner. I also think that it depends on your personality. There are some people that um, they have so many interests and their personality, or maybe if they're like me, it's a little bit of their personality, but it's also influenced by something like you know ADHD or whatever that doesn't let them uh, do that and focus well on just one thing because they get distracted and easily bored and frustrated um, and it, they get disenchanted with it and they want to do the next thing that catches their eye, that can be rough if you're painting yourself into the corner of a niche sometimes. Uh, I know that uh, there are things where I've done that. And so what I would say is that more than anything, it's got to come down to your personality and your strengths. Because if you paint yourself into a corner, especially if it's something like creating content, whether it's YouTube or a podcast, You'll find yourself getting bored with it and being consistent will become harder. It'll become a chore and then it won't be nearly as fun and it won't be something that you do nearly as well. No matter how skillful you are, your passion and your creativity are going to play a role there. You can be as skilled as you want, but if you just start manufacturing things because it's what's expected of you, there's going to be diminishing returns there. It won't be as good. So my advice is to... Do what works for your passion and your personality, but align that to a practical execution that has an underlying purpose behind it. If you're going to do multiple things, they should be interrelated and you can put them into a single umbrella or vehicle. And if that doesn't work, don't be afraid to create multiple vehicles for what you do. A primary example is 
under my personal brand, I have a YouTube channel, but I do very different things with my Instagram, and I do very different things from that with my Twitter, and my uh, Periscope Lives, my Facebook, and my Facebook mentoring group, and my email list, and the Create Something Awesome Today podcast, and now this podcast, all of them are unique independent video, uh, vehicles, sorry, vehicles, under my personal brand of Roberto Blake, all of them are intellectual property under my company, Create Awesome Media. And Create Awesome Media creates intellectual property, but also does client services and also uh, does some other things on the back end. So, there, I mean, you just have to figure out how to interconnect pieces of the puzzle and how all of these things are in alignment. The real deal here is alignment. I think that is, if I was going to say something like, oh, magic word of the day, it'd be alignment. So that's what my answer is. What's going on, Roberto? Uh, my name is DJ Sean Jay. I'm a DJ, turntablist, producer, audio engineer, all the things audio. So uh, I just downloaded this Anchor app like uh, two hours ago, something like that, and this is very new to me. And I saw you pop up, and I know that you are very much an internet guru helping people cut through the noise. So I just kind of wanted to get your feedback on um, the strengths and weaknesses of this platform. Anything audio interests me, but I'm just curious on what direction people may have had some successes with it so far. It's new to me, but I know I'm definitely not the first one here. It's probably been around much longer than I was aware. So, yeah, I want to hear your thoughts on this app, this platform, strengths, weaknesses, uh, cases or case studies of good uses of it. So I can kind of go from here. Thanks. DJ Sean, great question on the strengths and weaknesses of Anchor. Um, let's go ahead and start with the easy part uh, last. Strengths are easy. Let's go to weaknesses because I've had to think about this. One of the weaknesses would probably be um, the five-minute incremental recording uh, time limits. Uh, so, um, you know, any any kind of time limit thing, I mean, whether it's Snapchat, Instagram, or Anchor, uh, sometimes that can be a hindrance, but I actually don't think of it as much of a weakness because I think it helps with conciseness. And also there's a limit to how long you want to actually hold down a record button. Um, there are things with the desktop version that I feel uh, could be improved or a little bit more robust. I love the mobile app version. And again, I still don't necessarily ultimately view the five minute format of incremental segments as like um, a huge detriment, but I think that for some people it could be. Um, I think an interesting way for the company to consider monetizing is to add um, a paying subscription tier that unlocks certain features. That could be cool. Um, so there is that aspect of it. Um, holding down like the the uh, button. Well, you could slide your finger to lock the record mode. So I mean, there is that uh, aspect of it. Um, so there's. You know, there are little tweaks here in terms of UI and UX that I think would definitely improve the platform and its functionality. Uh, the specifics of that aren't in the front of my mind right now. And I just feel that one of the things that I would like that could be interesting is a way for uh, more musicians and artists to submit tracks to be um, background tracks for Anchor because I think that that could help music side of things with exposure. We'd love your thoughts on that in particular. Uh, strengths. The simple syndication for podcast is its overwhelming strength to me. Um, 
Something that I'm looking forward to is they've talked about monetizing this. I really can't wait. We need another monetizable platform that's easy to monetize with besides YouTube. Um, and ad revenue in YouTube becomes more and more uh, less reliable, or sorry, less and less reliable um, every day. So those are definitely some key strengths from my point of view. The overall ease of use and accessibility, I mean, someone can just start creating audio content, very minimal barrier to entry in good quality if they've got a pair of earbuds and a good phone. So uh, those are some of my thoughts regarding the strengths and weaknesses of the platform. I might make a pros and cons video. I have to think about that. That one actually might require me to write notes for a change. But great question. Thanks for that. Hey Roberto, this is Noah. I'm subscribed to you on YouTube. I just had a question about what you think the future for Anchor is. Do you think it's something that's going to be able to you know, establish itself uh, in the competitive social media landscape, or do you think it's something that's going to kind of just come and go? Just looking for your thoughts. Thanks for all the content you create. You had a lot of interesting questions about Anchor. Anchor's future. Uh, Anchor is not new. Anchor actually uh, came out over a year ago. I was introduced to it over a year ago by Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, social media master. And so I think Anchor has a strong future just because it survived a year. I don't think Meerkat survived uh, longer than a year. Uh, Blab, I don't think, uh, Blab I Am survived longer than a year. There's so many of these platforms that die in their infancy. And so for me, um, Anchor's future, I think a lot of it hinges on how quickly they make this uh, platform monetizable. I think that its future can scale with uh, bigger influencers coming to the platform. We have a lot of my friends from the uh, Silver Play Button Club and YouTube coming to the platform, strong every day. People like Sarah Dietschy, people like Shan Booty, people like Gary Vaynerchuk, people like Star Wars Explained. We have a lot of strong YouTube players here in Anchor. Anchor isn't saturated yet either, and so uh, there's a lot of opportunity for new rock stars, and it's audio content. Audio content is passive. Audio content is something you can listen to um, while you're driving in the car, while you're up in the air, when you're working at the gym. And so there's not a lot of easy uh, to consume ways uh, for audio. But here's the thing. I think when they monetize, when creators can make money on Anchor, similar to the way they make money on YouTube, then it's a win. I feel like that was always the uh, problem with SoundCloud. I think that SoundCloud missed an opportunity. One, in the fact that I feel their mobile app could have been better. Still rooting for you, SoundCloud. Best thing that could happen to SoundCloud is get acquired by Google. Uh, but that's my opinion. And uh, I feel like Anchor, Anchor, the minute that they can make a way for creators to make money on this platform, they're golden. Because there's not, you know, you talked about there's so many things in social media, but they're visually driven. Those things are photo driven, they're video driven, they're live stream driven. Anchor being able to let you uh, do audio and making it easy to produce and easy to consume audio and giving you the instant ability to pretty much put together a podcast on the fly, that's powerful. That is extraordinarily powerful. I wouldn't underestimate it. Don't sleep on Anchor, none of you, ever, in your life. I think that Anchor is going to be a strong player. I think the big move, though, is a monetization strategy that does rev sharing with creators. That's my answer. Hey Roberto, question for you since you're a techie kind of guy. Um, I've been getting, of course I 
watch almost all of your channels. You could probably say I'm one of them stalker people, but I'm not a stalker. But anyway, I read your things. Of course, I listen, etc., etc. But sometimes I get the same uh, video sent to me like maybe once or twice a week. Is there any way as a techie person that I can set any kind of a setting um, that I could say, oh, no, I've already got that one? You know, I still want your retweets. I still want it all. But I was just wondering what I could do differently. Talk to you later. And once again, thank you, Roberta. Have a great day. Oh, yeah, it's Barbara. I forgot. Bye-bye. Hey, Barbara. Uh, it's an interesting question uh, with me. Unfortunately, there's not. Not just yet. Eventually, your um, timeline will um, see that you're not clicking on those. And it'll probably, like... Um, you know, suppress those or something like that. I cycle through a lot of those because of the people in different time zones, but also it's part of the way that the uh, buffer app that I use for that uh, works in my phone. But what I'm going to get better at doing is uh, cycling through some of the much older content on my channel that I want to recirculate that's still relevant. And so in the next couple of weeks, you'll see that get better. Um, I've already figured out a little bit of stuff with my Facebook to where that's less repetitive too, and also to where uh, Facebook is not automatically tweeting out my stuff. Uh, so there's that. Uh, and also I'm hiring a personal assistant that is not only gonna help with my inbox, but is going to help with scheduling my Facebook post, which means that that will do a much better job of cycling through um, content that I want to put out there, but also content that I'm going to be curating more. And so uh, it's just a matter of me getting personnel in place because I like to do most of my social media myself and Instagram and Twitter will continue to be me. My YouTube comments will continue to be me. Facebook, uh, the page will be curation and automation mostly unless I decide to post something personally uh, while I'm traveling or something like that. So it's just a matter of me managing my uh, timelines more efficiently with my automation and cycling through the old content, the oldest content that's still relevant more and also new stuff and just making sure that's not repetitive. And part of that is just having some extra help so that I can focus on doing that in Twitter specifically. Uh, you've seen that Instagram, I've gotten hardcore Instagram. I'm get, stepping up Facebook as well, especially with my membership group uh, utilizing Facebook. So um, those are the things. There's nothing on your side tech-wise that you can really uh, put in place there. It just comes down to me handling it better. Thanks for the question, Barbara. Roberto, hey man, it's Tim Schmoyer. Just listened to some of your stuff here on Anchor. It's awesome. Glad to connect with you here as well as everywhere else we connect. To answer your question about like, do I get bored? Yes. Uh, publishing the same format just like you over and over again gets very repetitive and just like you the challenge is gone and so i'm the thing i've been challenging myself with lately you know, for the past like year or so is i've kind of been looking for that challenge in growing a business around the channel and that's always been a part of it but i'm kind of uh you know because i've been living off of it full time for about four years now but i want to challenge myself how do i scale this thing how do i how do i grow the team and continue to bring out other people how do i introduce maybe new faces and different styles of content and different ways of communicating uh, on the channel and how do i develop better products that serve people better and work with sponsors and all that kind of stuff so that's the challenge i've been having um but for myself and i love it 
Tim, always great to hear from you, buddy. Uh, yeah, I, I suffer from exactly some of those similar things, and that has also been my answer, is that I've been challenging myself to step up some of my business goals and handling that. But also, one of the challenges for me has been building more brands and sub-brands and products, and I love that. But also, I've been looking at the challenge being because uh, YouTube always for me has been a large part about growing my business and growing my personal brand as well as serving other creators and helping them not end up be starving artists and helping uh, even companies understand creative culture better. I've been looking at the challenge of more vulnerability and self-awareness in the content that I produce but I've also been looking at stepping up the visual aesthetic side of my brands and getting back to my roots as a creative and a designer and a photographer and all of those things. Uh, I dabbled in stepping up the video production and tech and now I've like, you know, now I've pretty much done what I need to do with that and I'm bored with that now. Like, because you can only learn so much about new camera gear before, okay, it's tedious now. Um, so that, you know, that challenge and the fun of spending a lot of money on Amazon is gone, <laughs> thankfully. Uh, so back to uh, me being a skin flint again uh, and not spending money. The challenge that I'm excited about really right now is the challenge of this audio content and the conversation with my community more and getting much more engaged there and really um, just like going in a completely deeper direction in connecting with people, whether it's people I collaborate with, whether it's the companies that I do business with, uh, and the overall community that consumes my content. It's like that now is exciting for me. That gets my you know blood pumping a little harder and I'm really digging anchor because it lets me do that in a very convenient way, uh, especially here at like, what is it now, 1.30 in the morning. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm really excited about that. I've also been excited about like learning more about what you're up to and how you handle your creative challenges. And I think that that's the key. I think the thing is, you gotta always find the next mountain to climb when you're like us. And uh, you know, it'll be an interesting and different answer for everybody. But it's not surprising that both of us came to the conclusion of, okay, we'll just step up the business hustle a little bit. Anyway, thanks Tim, love what you're doing. Hello Roberto, it's Kevin the Window Cleaner. I have followed you, followed you over here from your YouTube station. Have a question. My 13-year-old daughter is wanting to start a YouTube channel based on reading children's books. And we were wondering what would be the best way to get traction in this uh, type of YouTube content. We were thinking about contacting mommy bloggers or vloggers and uh, distributing that way. Um, we'd love to have your thoughts on that. Thanks for everything you do on YouTube and Twitter and, well, now I guess here on Anchor. Look forward to hearing from you, and thanks for all the help you've given me in the past. It has been a major help. Thank you. Wow, this is an amazing uh, question. It's really challenging, Kevin. Uh, what I would do in this situation would be, um, you know, consider having her. I mean, she's 13. When I remember when I was 13, that one of the things I did was I was a big fan of Robin Williams, so I did voices. It's like, um, you know, even now, sometimes in my live streams, people will catch me doing uh, voices. Like, you know, I do a really good Darth uh, City. Like, it's like, 
use the dark side of the Force Anakin. Like, you know, I can do Darth Sidious from Star Wars. I can do, um, I'm really good at villains. I, like, big surprise there, right? So anyway, I would do, if she's 13 and she's like, you know, as silly as I was at that age, then she could probably do children's books and do voices or read them in some exaggerated, um, you know, tone or some playful thing or even act some of them out um, on camera. And I think that that would be adorable. I think parents and kids would watch that. I would watch that kind of thing if I had kids. Um, so that's what I'm thinking. That's the direction I would go. Uh, mommy vloggers, that's an interesting thing. Uh, but you'd have to talk to them to see if it's something that fits with what they're doing. But the angle for me is that when my younger siblings were growing up, I would read to them and I would do the voices for every character and I know that that plays well with children, and I know that that's something that parents enjoy sitting through. So I would, I would go that route. That's, uh, that's what I would do in that situation, Kevin. Hope that helps. That's it for the show, guys. I'm going to uh, fire up the car. I'm going to head home. I have uh, a secret project that I'm launching this week that I need to go get some work on before I head off to Dreamland. But it's been great chatting with you guys. It's been great taking your calls. Uh, keep the calls coming. I love doing this uh, call-in show with you guys. I love answering your questions. I love that you guys are challenging me, that you guys are growing me, and that uh, we're, you know, we're building something uh, together and that's a little different than what we normally do so guys have a great evening wherever you are or day if you're what uh, listening to this later uh, feel free to hit me up in social media at Roberto Blake everywhere and don't forget to call in and ask for awesome take care <laughs>